give thanks to the Lord, for God is good. God's steadfast love endures forever. The Lord is good, a strong refuge when trouble comes. The word of God for the people of God. So there is this phrase in my family. You all probably have similar phrases in your family that they are always said at family gatherings or around the house, and they just bug you. Does anyone have a phrase like that? So I have one, and I took notice of it one day because my family continued to say it in a public space, and I was embarrassed. So whenever something happens and they want to de-escalate the situation, the response that they say is, it's all good. We don't have enough time to finish this project. It's all good. My sister or brother is annoying me. It's all good. <laughs> I'm having a lot of trouble dealing with this problem, and it's really important to me that it gets solved right now. It's all good. It bugs me so much because this phrase, when it's used by the people in my family, when they use it, it feels very passive. And if you know me at all, or you'll learn about me now, that I'm a go-getter. Passiveness is not part of my personality. I like to be the one to find solutions and to take action, and telling me it's all good seems like a casual wave of the hand as if to say, we're not dealing with that right now. There's no action taking place now. Our Vacation Bible School theme this past week was, Life is wild, God is good. Similarly to the phrase, it's all good, the phrase, God is good, held a really tricky place in my being. I've been wrestling with that phrase for quite a while. And so when I first started preparing for the week, I was nervous. God is good has felt passive to me, too. Like something that excused our action, or our prayers, or our standing up to the systems that hurt people. And then as we got closer and closer to the start of the week, I would think about this phrase, God is good, anytime something terrible would happen in the world. And as we know, the day before camp started, we had our 250th mass shooting this year. Now, I think we're at 253, last time I checked. God is good, I thought. I can't internalize that right now. I don't even know how I'm supposed to believe it right now, much less convince a group of 19 kids that God is good. I thought to myself last Sunday that I'm a little bit mad at God, and I'm confused about where God is in times of trouble. I showed up on Monday. My guards were up. I was ready to deflect questions and use sparingly our God is good theme because I didn't know what to do with it. Because I was insecure about saying God is good with all that is happening around me. Soon after showing up on Monday to prepare for the day, 19 kids walked in the door. And they were full of energy and excitement, and some were full of nerves, and we met each other where we were. These kids, they stood up and started singing and dancing, and they learned each other's names, and they chose jobs for one another, and they made paper beads, and they ate snack, and they played outside. To nobody's surprise but mine, 
I received a total of zero of those tough questions that I was anticipating. And the questions that I did receive were a little easier to answer. They involved things like how many minutes until snack, or what project we were doing tomorrow. Amaya just read for us the verse from Nahum, one of their key verses for the week. The Lord is good, a strong refuge when trouble comes. Can any of my campers remind me what the word refuge means? Who shout it out? Safe place. A safe place. A refuge is a safe place. If our world was a place that was perfect, where no bad things happened ever, or where we were promised no hardships, what would we need that refuge for? If that were the case, who would we need to look for? Or who would we need to look to for our happiness or our joy or our love? When trouble comes, we read, God is our refuge. Not if trouble comes, not when God decides to act or not to act, not in the very unlikely event that life sometimes becomes perfect. When trouble comes, God is our refuge, our safe place. Each day at Vacation Bible School, we focus on a specific reality of life, and we named it. And then we said that still, God is good. We didn't say that because God is good, there is no sadness, or anger, or change, or times when life feels unfair. We learn together that despite the sadness, and the anger, and the unfairness, and the change, God is good. It's a small shift, but it makes a huge difference. God's goodness is not dependent on what goes on. God's goodness is a constant. It's our constant, no matter what is happening in our lives, our communities, our planet. God's goodness is a mark of steadfast love, which endures forever. These verses that Amaya beautifully read for us, they're not verses of lament. They are verses of thanksgiving. And I realized that this week, I was lamenting. I was lamenting that my dream version of God that I created in my own head was not the same God who was alive and speaking and living and breathing in my life the way that I wanted God to do that. And in doing that, I was missing out on the goodness that God was showing me, forgetting to see all the moments that God is clearly working. God is revealing to us through the scripture that we can be sad, we can be terrified, we can be nervous, we can be grieving, and we can also recognize God's goodness. This week we were asked to look for God's sightings, moments where we could recognize God's goodness in the midst of the busyness of camp and in the midst of our lives. And behind me, you'll see a few of those God moments, those God sightings. And I also want to share with you all a few of mine. I saw God in the dozen or so volunteers and staff who planned and practiced and made happen a week where our biggest goal together was to let the kids know that they were loved. 
I saw God in the leaders that were built up throughout the week, stepping up and being great examples to their peers. I saw God in the friends who adopted a new member into their crew, showing them love and encouragement and kindness. I saw God in the smiles and in the laughter and even in the giggling that happened when they were supposed to be paying attention. I saw God in the theological conversation I had with a five-year-old about why Jesus died and why we are supposed to be like him today. I saw God in silly snap creations, in slime, in swings, and in song. I saw God in our camper who made it their task to sweep for us whenever given the chance, a true helper and a person of service. And I saw God in the face of 19 young people who taught me and reminded me that God is good. So all this to say, we had times this week also where it wasn't easy. It was hard for us to focus sometimes, right? Not right now, of course. We needed a band-aid and an ice pack once or twice, and there were even some tears at times. And God showed up in huge ways, and in real ways, and in in-between ways. God is good, a refuge when trouble comes. Through God, we can learn our call to people, to see God in them and to protect them, and to be in relationship with them. Through God, we are also called to be a refuge. Through God, we are promised that God is with us, that we are truly and deeply loved, and that we are worthy of that love again and again and again. Who knew that such difficult lessons could be taught through 19 kids wearing red, yellow, and blue t-shirts? Friends, as we leave this place today, may we be reminded of God's goodness amidst the challenges that we face. May we see the wisdom in our young people, leaders and prophets, even now. And may we remember to look for sightings of God, our refuge and our guide, knowing that we serve a God who promises us sacred relationship, now and always. Let us pray. God of goodness and life, we thank you for teaching us tough lessons with a gracious heart. Lead us to be a refuge like you are for us. Remind us that even when life is unfair or sad or changing or scary, you are good. In your loving name we pray. Amen.
and you all for offering your money through donations to make our camp possible. I want to invite the ushers up now to collect our offerings. Know that if this is your first time, we do not expect an offering from you. Your presence is gift enough, and we are so glad you are here.
as we begin together our time of Holy Communion, may we invite ourselves into a time of childlike wonder, if we're not there already, of remembrance, of goodness, and of story. I'd like to invite you to turn to page 13 in your red hymnals. As a reminder to you all today, all are welcome at this table. This is not my table. This is not your table or even the United Methodist Church's table. This is God's table and it is open to all who love God, all who want to love God, all who have questions or doubts or are seeking. This table is open to babies and teenagers and grandparents and beyond, and everyone in between. This table is open to you today and always. The liturgy will be a little bit different. We are doing a version that um, Bishop Grant Hadia, our bishop in um, the Calpat Conference, created, but it will follow along somewhat with page 13 in your hymnals. We will get through it together. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. O oh God, you created the universe with a shout of joy, a word of delight and a big bang. You made gravity holes and antimatter swirling electrons, shooting stars and sapphire blue planets. You filled the ocean with clownfish and sharks, with dolphins and killer whales. You filled the air with doves and hawks and songbirds and hummingbirds. You covered the land with shimmering aspen and weathered pine. And you blessed all the creatures of the earth, the bugs, snakes, and lizards, the lions, tigers, and bears, the puppies and the hippos, and the zebras and the penguins. And you bless all the children of the earth, every shape and size, every color and complexion, every makeup and mood, every style and substance. But we, O oh God, we preferred to go our own way. We wanted to be in charge. We wanted to be in control. We thought everything belonged to us. We polluted the environment and destroyed each other and turned playgrounds into battlefields, schoolyards into minefields, hospitals into death camps. But God, you never gave up on us. You never walked away or walked out. You always honored your promises even when we broke ours. You always welcomed us home with open arms and a warm heart, even when our fists were clenched and our minds were still closed. When we walk through sorrow and chaos, you, God, are with us. When we live through moments of war and acts of terror, you walk with us. When our homes are destroyed, you help us to build new homes and finally lead us home to you. And so, with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed 
right time, in the fullness of your time, in the nick of time, you sent your son to bring us back to life. He opened a window into your new creation. He showed us a vision of your way, where every child has enough to eat and can sleep safely through the night, where every graveyard is a front porch of heaven, where the untouchable and the unlovable are given the seats of honor, where tears of mourning become tears of laughter, where grievous wrongs and horrid suffering are made right and fair, where children hunt Easter eggs on playgrounds made from battlefields, and where everyone is welcomed and loved. When we are dead tired, Jesus picks us up and carries us to a place of rest. When we are dead wrong, Jesus confronts us with the truth. When we are dead last, Jesus tells us that he has won for us eternal life. And so on the night in which he gave himself up for us, Jesus took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ, Christ is God. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of grain and grape. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by Christ's blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours. Almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now, with the confidence of children of God, let us pray together the Lord's Prayer, which Jesus taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Here in the United Methodist Church, we practice communion by intention. So in just a moment, you're invited to come up, receive a piece of bread and a blessing, dip it in the grape juice, and then eat it. You can stay up here and pray if you'd like, or return to your seats. This is your time to remember the story of Jesus and to truly feel loved. The body of Christ is broken for you, for me, and for the world. The cup of blessing is poured out for you, for me, and for the world. I'd like to invite Lucas, our communion server, to come up and join me.
Friends, the table is set. You are invited to come and eat.
your story. We give you thanks for your Son, Jesus Christ, who teaches us to be with one another, to remember his story, and to share our time and our meal with one another. Bless us as we leave this place, that may, we may take this story with us. We may take an attitude of wonder and of love and of your goodness with us too. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.